You're listening to stevefogg.com podcast. A conversation designed to help you increase your influence online and create more impact. And here's your host, Steve Fogg. Well, hello everybody, it's Steve Fogg here. I'm so pleased to be with you again. And I have with me a very special guest today, Phil Baldell from Westridge Church. Hey, Phil, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good to be with uh, you. So pleased that you can be with me today. And um, maybe everyone doesn't know uh, your journey into church communications. And just tell us a little bit about that and yourself. Well, I've started, I, I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor, mom's a children's director. So um, I spent the first 18 years of my life answering the question from everybody in the church of, hey, are you going to be a pastor like your dad? Answering that with, um, with no, not a chance. I'm never going to work for a church. I'm not, like, why would I do that? I like creativity. I like um, sports. I like, you know, I mean, I like to create things and do stuff. So why would I do that as a church? Yeah. So, um, but during my um, late high school years, I was involved in student ministry, and that's where I got my feet wet and actually leading worship and get, using the musical side that I had in me and actually using that for. Um, for the church and then I um, through that that's where I uh, got the tag of being the creative guy and so with the creative guy in a small church you end up not only doing music but you end up doing anything technical you do anything um, you know creative anything like the videos and website and stuff so I quickly started engaging into creating videos it started more in prank videos and highlights than anything more than anything else um, and you know doing the website and stuff and yeah. so I developed a passion for all those things still not really with the mindset for how I could use that for the church, but just I, I, I enjoyed those things and wanted to do that as a career. So I went to school um, at Asbury, Asbury uh, University in, in Wilmore, Kentucky, um, and, um, and for a media communications degree, and uh, decided to do more media stuff instead of being a music producer, which would have been would have been fun, but felt like that was a better fit and. Just during that overall, during that four four years in in, um, in school and some uh, experiences at, at some other churches there and uh, everything, it, God just really sparked a, um, a fire in me of man. I, for all my life, I've never thought I would want to work at a church or be a part of um, be a part of a church that would effectively you know reach people like me. You know, and it. It, that's that changed everything for me when I realized, hey, maybe there's a place where a guy could use the things that he's been, um, you know, stirring up in me all these years and actually use that for the church. So I started out of actually while I was still a senior in, in college, I, I um, got a job as a web developer in a uh, at a big church in the south and um, did did two years there. And again, God used those two years for me in a ton of ways of um just using the niche of, of just digital media and, and starting starting Facebook when that was new. I mean, starting yeah. um, starting a email newsletter, all those new things. It feels like that's stuff that should have happened 20 years ago, but it was not that long ago. Yeah. So starting all those things, and I quickly realized, I mean, I, I love doing 
just, um, you know, I love doing web stuff and love doing social, but I, my heart is to see all these things come together um, and tell one story. And um, so that's where the next step for me was um, was moving to um, to Atlanta and um, become the communications director at Westridge Church. And I saw one, one tweet from a guy named Tony Morgan. Tony Morgan Live, if you've seen him on, on mm-hmm. Twitter, a lot of people have. And uh, one tweet saying, hey, we're looking to hire a communications director. So I responded to that. Um, two weeks later, I was there um, interviewing. And uh, a couple weeks after that, I accepted the, the role here and stuff. So uh, I spent the first four years here at Westridge as a communications director. Um, incredible church, always been growing, um, always making a big impact. But when I got there, uh, I realized... I, I, I knew this going into it, but quickly realized there was no foundation, no systems, no people, no budget. I mean, it, it was a big church with no like no foundation of, of how to effectively communicate um, as, a, as a church and stuff. So they were doing great things, but none of those things were consistent beyond uh, from a communication strategy. So I got to build uh, a lot of that stuff, and that's that's how I'm wired. I love taking something from nothing to something. So um, I got to come in and help work through building a team and, and um, build some systems and move some things um, online and, and um, really like take the Facebook group that hadn't been touched for six months and build a social media strategy and all those things. So um, that was my first four years. And even during that time, I kind of continued to expand that out beyond. I, I love communications, but I also have a background in video and did worship and stuff. And so um, I was doing a lot of uh, creativity things within that sphere and mm. um, opportunity rise where I was able to advance and move into the creative arts faster role. Um, so that's been the last uh, two years now wow. in, in that role. So for the, for us, that looks like um, I, I oversee any of our, our teams in, in um, worship and production and media and communications. So all of our services, anything that we kind of produce and create as a church, um, that's, that's what I get to uh, play a role in so That's it's been a, a fun journey but um i i, jo- I, I always laugh because it, all, i think of all those people that came up to me early on like hey are you ever going to be a pastor and I'm like, no and yeah. here i am yeah <laughs> yeah look, sense of humor for sure yeah. oh look it's amazing I, if someone had said to me gosh uh, i left england in 1992 and came to emigrated to australia and i was uh, totally unchurched and uh, someone had said to me you're going to move across the world and you're going to start working in a church I would have just gone no don't be silly don't be silly uh, but it's just amazing how God works and, and knows well, isn't it and, crazy to think too I mean 20 years ago 10 years ago the idea of some of the roles that we have now that are critical to how we um, uh, uh, critical to what we do as a church did not exist. Yeah. I mean, the, the, create, the creative team was the worship pastor that yeah. had an acoustic and may have an Apple computer, you know, that became the creative. And now there's whole teams that need to produce what we're, what we're doing that's critical to the rest of the church. So it's just crazy. Uh, to th- I mean, who knows what roles we'll be in in 20 years, uh, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Look, I... I um, I came on staff as a, an intern in our life groups team, and um, 
and I was faithfully serving as an intern for four years uh, and juggling a, a full-time and part-time job as a creative director. And um, I thought I was going to be a pastor. That's why I thought God was calling me to be a pastor in, in life groups. And little did I know that at the end of that, that I didn't actually get one of the two, out of the two jobs that were going in that team. And I've been on in that team for four years. I didn't get the job. And God was clearly trying to get my attention. And um, But six months later, this role came up in communications and I got tapped on the shoulder and went, you're the natural person for this. And I, when I asked why, it said, because basically every time we had a problem or something we needed solved, you came to it with a communications lens, not necessarily with a life group's people lens, but with a, this is how we'll fix it. And you were the natural person for us to ask. And it's really interesting, isn't it, how people sometimes see your strengths that you can't see yourself. And, you know, and, and that's been fascinating for me in my journey here where it's often our perspective of ourselves is so limiting uh, and we need to allow other people to to look into our lives and, and, and provide that kind of fearless and frank, frank advice um, because I wouldn't be in a role if, you know, that I'm in now if I literally, you know, decided to go be a life groups pastor somewhere else or something like that. It's a fascinating journey. Now, I, I'm here to talk to you because I, I, uh, I love um, what you write and um, Phil's got a blog, uh, philbaldale.com and uh, I'll link to it in the show notes and um, I was gripped by a something that you wrote because I love social media. Social media is my passion. It's my passion for the church to get out beyond the four walls and and share the church's story, whether you're in the US or here in Australia. I, th- I think it's just a key um, tactic that churches can use to share their story. And, I, and I've been wrestling with what I've been seeing around a lot of churches do on social media uh, and I loved how you kind of distilled it all down so simply uh, and and the wonderful thing of what you do is that you create clarity um, and kind of you, I, I kind of agree with what you say but I hadn't kind of clarified it so simply and um, so well, know, hey, that's why I write because usually I hadn't clarified it until yeah, I yeah so one that's, of, my, that's my way of trying to process stuff uh, for sure so yeah. most of the time I'm, I'm writing blog posts for me I'm not writing for anybody else but it, it, you know when you can bring that clarity to something maybe that you're intuitively doing anyway I think that's a wonderful thing because I, I, I know for me uh, and we'll talk about one of the three words in a moment but for me I have been intuitively doing a couple of your uh, words in, it, naturally but I hadn't nailed it on why I was doing it and what you'd done was you'd articulated it so well so instead of teasing everybody a little bit more why don't you share with us <laughs> the social media strategy in three words well, I, I think the the reason I think you need to know the why, need to know what those words are, even is that it's it's so easy to create a social media account now without ever knowing why. Yeah. And it's and it's so easy to create one, but it's really challenging to actually be effective. Mm. Um, and every platform's a little bit different, so it's important to know why you're getting into this. You wouldn't start a church, you wouldn't start a ministry without understanding why and who you're trying to reach and be strategic about that stuff. So yeah. social media is no different. It's just a it's a platform that God's given us um, to be able to, to do ministry. And so for us, that foundation started with me of 
of having to kind of not be the one that's doing this myself all the time, but having to lead it and, and give some structure for that. And for me, at the end of the when I sat down to figure out what what do we need to do with social media, what's the point of this? Um, it really came down to three words, and that's um, to inform. I mean, there's a reality of, of social media that, that we want to help people stay connected with the opportunities and next steps that we have. We want to add value to their lives and, um, you know, share stories about how people have been impacted about the things that um, are happening in our church. We want to let them know about their next steps and events yeah. and all that stuff. So there's an information side of that. But that can only be part of it because that's where most churches stop. Yep. That's where most social media platforms end up of, oh, this is an, we'll start a Facebook account because we need a new place to put our announcements. Um, we need to take the bullets and stuff that we're doing there, copy that in there, and throw it in there, and it just won't work. And so for us, in some ways, that's the least important one of our three words um, for that. But it is a reality. We want to help uh, inform people and do it and package it in a compelling way. Yeah. Um, the next one is to engage. Um, that's the second word, engage. We want to build community and conversation with people. I mean, it's not, um, social media is, is not broadcast media. It's social. And so it's not about one, um, it's not about telling people things. It's about, about listening to them as well. And, um, so for us, we want to have more question marks and fewer periods. We want to, um, enter in, into conversations with people that um, that they're having on their on their platforms, and we can we can show that we're listening and connecting with them. But on the things that we're posting and and on our territory, we want to make sure that we're inviting other people into the conversation and that we're doing things in a social way. Um, so it, it, that's that starts with how we craft a post, but it also um, doesn't end until we've um, until we're connecting with people that are commenting and liking and and sharing our posts. We want to we want to see that all the way through and engage people into that conversation. And then the last thing is to encourage people. It hit me one one day when I was realizing. Um, almost every day, unfortunately, um, I start off my day with trying to wake up by opening up Facebook or opening up Twitter. And I think it was a while ago during a political season, which is not unlike right now, um, here in America, we've got, I mean, it's, you can easily spend a lot of time, um, scrolling down your feed and seeing just nothing encouraging at yeah. all. And so realize for, for the church, we have an opportunity to be an encouragement um, to people and to actually maybe be the one positive thing they see in their fees that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something we can, we should take lightly, but that's yeah. something that we can realize if we can speak hope and, and love and encouragement into people's lives, that can change everything. And so that uh, we, the, the third word being encouraged, I mean, that's, probably um, one of the most important things we can do because that's where some ministry can happen and that's where we want to start conversations that God can get in the middle of Um, and we can do some if that's posting a scripture or connecting the dots between something that happened on Sunday that um, that we can share with a new audience I mean for example we posted a video from this um, from two weeks ago um, and a message it was just a a two and a half minute clip or so from our pastor that was just the a the big idea is you got to preach the truth to yourself every day um and he gave a bunch of script just rattled off a bunch of scriptures and, and what god says about us and we and, and so it's a really powerful moment well we you know and the, the people that were in the service was probably about four or five thousand people that were there that sunday but in the in the days to come we were able to share that and now it's like almost thirty thousand people that have viewed this post five yeah. or six hundred people that have shared it so yeah. i mean 
the the using that packing packaging that and, and encouraging way for people resonated with people and now it's reaching thousands of people that were never in that room but now get to experience that so that's the power of social media when you're using these words right and when you're looking at it from the lens of how do we inform engage and encourage people i mean god can use these conversations use these um, post and, and all these different platforms and use them in powerful ways because that it's not about getting your um, getting more people to your event it's about seeing life change I mean mm-hmm. so that's that's the power of social media that's where great things can happen yeah look I love that I, I, I also think that's a um, such a key aspect of uh, the power of social media in the sense of like with video uh, but but so many mediums in in the social world that Actually, a lot of people that are going to see what your church is doing or a message or uh, whatever it is, more people see it who aren't necessarily connected with your church or who are on a journey of some kind uh, towards faith or just starting out in their faith journey. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing that um, I've found, especially with Facebook. Uh, Facebook is our primary channel, uh, channel here at Crossway. And uh, just to know that three or four rings out in terms of relational connect, someone can see something, whether it's inspiring like a video or challenging or God may speak to them. Or just last week we did, um, we, we have a post which is probably in your gauge section which is like you know just sending out hey if anyone would like to uh, any prayer we'd love to pray for you and um, we throw a little bit of money behind that to make it sure it's a sponsored post so people can see it but it just goes absolutely nuts and berserk and people want to be prayed for and these are people who aren't even connected with our page uh, on Facebook and um, I hadn't expected that it would get the response that it would get. It was just a, hey, this is a really simple post. And, you know, I would expect, you know, maybe some people want to be prayed for. Uh, and But here's, here was the key for me that I said, direct messages on our page. And that just opened up the floodgates. That was really, really interesting that uh, I think I got about 50 people contact me in the space of 24 hours through our Facebook page for very uh, deep prayer needs. And it was just a wonderful way to go, wow, these are people who aren't even connected to Crossway. And they're they're asking for prayer. And they're not even in, in Australia. They're in different countries around the world. And But God could still, you know, use that moment where we could pray for them. And that speaks specifically to something I've been feeling for a while too, is that, um, you know, if you're, maybe you're listening to this and you don't hear, you are the social media person. You have to realize there's so much ministry to your role. It's not just technical, it's it's ministry. And um, for some people, they don't have a social media person that are looking for the best writer or looking for the best photographer or whatever it is. Maybe you need a person that has a heart for ministry and that can learn and and, um, be coached into some of the tactical elements of this, but can use their heart for ministry because exactly what you're saying for the um, the prayer request stuff. I mean, that takes somebody thinking about ministry about it. Mm. And it also means it provides, once they engage in that conversation, I mean, you can, you have an, a 
opportunity to help speak into their life and, and engage them in different ways. And we've, we've done a similar thing of going into a staff meeting and um, just said, hey, how can we pray for you today? We're, we're going in, into a staff meeting and we want to pray for you by name. Yeah. And so we had a ton of, I mean, I think by the time the staff meeting was, was halfway through, we had like 150 comments or something like that. Well, then we had people go back through and, and say, hey, we prayed for you today. And it, and it engaged people into that conversation. And so it created moments for our, our audience and for people that were connected to that to not only bond them to um, our church, to let them know we're actually listening, we care about them, yeah. but also it, it gave them an opportunity to bond with God and connect with God in, in that sense. So it was, it's cool to do that, but it's, that, that's the things that you miss out on if, it, if it's just about um, broadcasting your event in a, in a different platform and stuff. There's so many things out there and opportunities out there to, to um, listen and engage with people that are, are super powerful. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's so true. Uh, and having the capacity to go, it's not just about a message, but it's about ministry. And that just takes a shift in people's thinking that, you know, while it might be a, a anonymous account that answers you, there's actually someone there that wants to pray for you and wants to pass that prayer request on to people that really want to pray for you. And I think that's a key element. I'd say to pastors as well that, you know, this is, that person is your front-facing person for ministry outside of the walls of your church. So also, as well as them having a heart for ministry, they better be the right person to give them the responsibility mm-hmm. of that account because... Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, you know that that is a weighty responsibility because you cannot take some of those words back in, in the sense of you know my, oh my goodness one misspoken word or one mistyped word can have all sorts of um, challenging consequences on a social account so um, it's a great ministry tool um, but find the right person yeah uh, that's something that I think that's a we've come a long way in the last probably three or four years for churches to recognize this but it's still a challenge i mean for for people to see oh social media is like a it's it's not a the way i communicate that is it's not a role that is like is an expense to you it's a it's a um investment role i mean so it's not something you want to throw in throw to the 18 year old intern um, that really loves Twitter you know and stuff like that it's got to be something that that does have a heart because they do speak for your church and they're probably preaching to more people than your pastors that week so they need to they need to have a solid foundation for what what that platform is there for Um, and and it's going to take some time but I think that's that's um, that's a new reality for people I mean I think our weekly uh, our weekly reach on Facebook can be anywhere between 40 and 80 or 90,000 people. It's like that's that number almost seems so artificial. It seems fake, but it's, it's real. And you think about that compared to average attendance, it's crazy and stuff. So, um, that's there's huge opportunity there, but it does it's going to take the church adjusting to realizing that that might be a place where you need to staff or put some some um, money dollars into it because it could pay off in, in ways that you've, you've never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think about it, we invest in our email campaigns. We, you know, we spend money on the, whether it's on MailChimp or whatever system we use. We spend money on um, a church management system uh, on people to manage that kind of thing, uh, depending on the size of the church. Uh, to have such a front-facing position uh, is so important to get the right person and whether that's paid or a volunteer, um, you know, you, you can choose wisely and get someone that's trusted 
in that role. But it's not just necessarily one role, is it? It's not just one person doing all of the posting, one person doing all of the scheduling, one person doing all the interface. You can actually build a team around a social media team. And, um, you know, that's been my heart that, you know, I'm not necessarily the, the most pastoral person to have a conversation with on social media, but I know someone that is. Mm-hmm. And so I brought that person in to be my community, what we call community manager, who yeah. can respond to people's questions, who can interact with people. So just tell us a little bit about how you've built a team and, a, you know, whether it's a volunteer team or paid team. Tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, we, we, we've been in different iterations through the years, and for a while that was me doing it all. Yeah, you know, and that was learning learning the ropes, figuring this thing out. Um, beyond that, it was um, having a praying for the right volunteer for like literally over a year of looking having a specific profile for a person I was looking for and a volunteer. And then yeah. um, since then, it's been a, a paid position as we built up the importance and, and and honestly the expectations of what that needs to be and stuff. But I, the, I would say that challenge for social media is not much different than the challenges for communication leaders is that um, to effectively communicate is kind of like looking at a eight lane highway um, and it's really challenging to run full speed at all of those in, in each lane yeah. so you might be a really good writer um, but you may not be really good at design yeah well here's the challenge you need to be like there, there needs to be effective design on, on social media and in communications yeah. you may not be a good photographer uh, well man images are are critical to how you communicate so um, you you may not be uh, like the best at video well video plays a role into it you know and so there's so many of these lanes that we're, we're called to do as yeah. a as a engaging like PR person as a as a relator and, yeah. and um, you know there's so many roles that we have to play and, and hats we need to wear that the most challenging part is to find, is be a conductor of the of that highway and find the person that may not be a good writer but is killer at photography and help them run a really high rate at that role and let them like give them a clear lane for what that looks like yeah. and help them um, succeed big picture. So you know that that to me through the years has looked like giving people small projects. If it's a writer um, that's really talented, um, well, I don't want to throw them our you know our Sprout Social account and to say hey right away and figure it out i mean we want to we want to be the filter for that the conductor for that and so we may say hey we have christmas coming up um put together 10 you know 10 ideas or for posts or 10 completed posts that you think would would um would help communicate the why behind christmas and what would help people get there um this week and so we may take two of those and and use that or tweak something from there they get to play a part in that we get to coach them in the process and that gives them a tangible way to do something and maybe they can't come in five hours every week but they can do something like that on their own 10 times a year for a project or for something like that so that's a good way to get a writer involved for photographers i mean goodness every anybody with an iphone now is a a photographer it seems like Um, and everybody's the um, as an expert if they got a DSLR so there's yeah. tons of people out there that would say they're photographers so find people that are, are good at capturing moments um, that are good at capturing stories inside the photo not just documenting something yeah. um, that find a way to capture an emotional moment that's happening in the service and an event or what's whatever at this church Yeah. and tell them hey 
come and document this this moment and send me the five top photos you have um, that like right after or give me your SD card and I'm gonna pull up, pull out those don't don't worry about that just we want to use you for what what you do best and, yeah. and create no barriers in the process for that um, that's a way to get photographers involved for designers I mean sometimes it's getting people connected like with a good template in Photoshop or um, or connecting them with an app like Canva or something like that where they can you're giving them the sandbox to play in and they can execute those things for you so the most valuable role is not the person that can do eight things well because you're just not going to find that person or you're not going to afford that person yeah um, that's right the, the most effective thing you can do is lead well, and um, and that's and that's engaging people in, in all those different roles, and um, giving them a play a, a, a role to play in ministry, and that and that's where man, I mean just realistically too for leaders I mean there's most people that do social media are not just doing social media, yeah. so that's one of the the um, place they need to spend so they need people that are are hustling on the side that are bringing good content to them and so when you as a leader can do that you're expanding your influence and you're you're using gifts from people that um, that they may have never thought they could use their photography gifts for um, for Instagram but that you've got an opportunity for them for that so cast a compelling vision for for them and give them a role to play even if that's a small niche and, yeah. and focus on being the coordinator to help um, you know tell one story through all these platforms that using yeah that's great it's it's you mentioned the word conductor and i think that's so apt that you kind of you're really just allowing people to to play to their their, their musical best and and focus uh-huh. on the area of the one thing that they do really well and you as the conductor can uh, bring the orchestra together to you know i'm extending the metaphor out but you know what i mean it's you're really creating that lovely sound and um and that's what i've seen it's also been a very big challenge i think for me uh, because we've got photographers, we've got um, uh, co- content writers, we've got uh, so, some people who like doing both, and we've got people who are passionate people, people, and it's 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 helping them see that grander vision in the team. And you're right, they, they don't necessarily have to do everything, but they can do one thing really, really well. Um, one other um, string I put in another lane is um, if 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 you're a pastor or a, a leader and you don't know where to start on social media, a, a good way uh, is to actually look in your own social media feed. So on Facebook, I actually look to see who's really active because often there they can be your conductor um, and because they're already putting out ideas uh, left, right, and center uh, for posts or they understand the platform better than maybe you do. Um, So you as the pastor or the leader, you don't actually need to be that conductor person. There may be someone who's actually in your community already who could be that conductor with a lot of um, shepherding and, um, you know, guidance in terms of, Gosh, this is the church's account. You know, you, I actually found um, my volunteers through my feed, mm-hmm. and um, so I use my feed as a little audition. So if exactly, if, you yeah. know, because that's I, a great that's a great point, and I think even to layer onto that too, um, you can get a sense of somebody's t- natural tone. Yeah, um, and tone, I think, is the hardest thing to coach out of somebody for a writer. And so if you have somebody that's naturally very business-like 
and and wants to make everything a you know a short story yeah. of four paragraphs that they probably are going to really struggle communicating on social in 140 characters and yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah. but doing something in it somebody that has a natural tone that fits what your tone is as a church um, can, you, you can usually get a sense of that by looking at their feed. So that's, yeah, that's a great way to audition somebody. Yeah. And tone of voice is so important because we all know that it's very hard to capture the right tone mm-hmm. uh, in the written word on social and things can be taken such the wrong way. Uh, if you don't get that right tone of voice in the written form, uh, and and also I think for me it's partly a character thing as well for the person that is potentially going to run the account or manage the account. You you are you want the right person, so you, you, that character aspect of how they interact and respond on our own social feed is really because um, it will come through eventually um, in, into the church feed um, if if you're not careful, um, Phil. If there's one place where a church should start on social, so, uh, you know, maybe someone's listening for the first time, they're going, we really haven't dived into social media. We want to. We've been a little bit afraid because that's the most common bit of feedback I get. Um, mm-hmm. Where, What platform do you think people should start on? I, I would be looking at what, uh, what platform does your community already use. Yeah. I mean, if you're stupid, like, so um, you may have – a, a younger audience well honestly Facebook is like email to your younger audience so um, I mean for us we are seeing huge huge growth with Snapchat and Instagram mm-hmm. um, and so we speak in that like that that's a that's that we're going to invest a ton in that because that's our that's our future that's a that's our chance to speak to an audience that is not going to be listening to us anywhere else I would say that for the average church Facebook is that is the the place to start and that's probably where the widest part of your audience is and you'll get the best sense of what's translating what's not on there I mean if you look at the metrics you have full view of how many people are seeing things how many um, people are liking things and um, and it, you'll learn a lot in that process of, of what's translating what's not and um, and you'll you'll see firsthand the like the the clear announcement posts don't even go anywhere Facebook will filter those out because mm-hmm. they know people don't want to see them you know? yeah so um, but you also see the things that really translate and um, and that people share and and so I, I would probably if, if you don't know at all where to start that's probably where I'd start but yeah. I I, you know, I think you can look at, um, and that may be the place, the platform to start with, but I think Instagram is actually a better fit for what's actually working on not only Instagram, but also what's working for Facebook and for yeah. Twitter. Yeah. So the things that work on Instagram are storytelling. Yeah. They're, they're strong visuals. They're short, short, um, to the point, um, you know, content that, that helps bring to life the picture even more and stuff. So if you can even take what you would learn on Instagram, whether you have an Instagram account or not, and translate that into those other platforms, that's a game changer um, because it's uh, it, the, the stuff that's just straight content is probably not going to do super well on any platform because um, people don't view it that way. It's kind of, it's like looking at a magazine more so than it is reading a newspaper or, um, or reading anything else. I mean, they're, they're kind of flipping through it. That nothing has your sole attention um, except for Snapchat, which is what makes Snapchat so interesting and, and unique. Yeah. But um, so hopefully that answers the question, but it, it, Facebook would be where I'd start, but don't, don't get too locked down there. Cause it's, you're, you, you are going to 
miss out on some people that just aren't aren't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. And uh, you know, I, I, for me, I think you're, you're so right. You you've got to start where your audience is, and you, you know, some people won't have an understanding of that, and maybe Facebook is the default um, starting point for people. I, I know for me, our audience. Uh, the vast majority of our audience is on Facebook. Uh, on on um, the least amount of audience is on Twitter. Uh, uh, but I do know on our church account that if I'm a, if we want to communicate to church leaders, they follow us on Twitter. So it's yeah. un- understanding that kind of um, audience who's following you. Uh, whereas I'd, I'd say Facebook for us is very much, uh, you know, the front-facing ministry. It's your average congregational member. It's people who are one step removed or two steps removed in Australia and overseas. And and um, yeah, so for, for us here in Australia, Instagram for us uh, is probably a little bit younger, mostly uh, it, it, for us. Uh, and, and Pinterest, well, um, not very much people on Pinterest in Australia. So uh, we did start a Pinterest account, uh, and that's. And I'll talk to you another time about what to do, how to close down accounts. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the first one you close through. Yeah, 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 well, it's, yeah. It's challenging. I mean, the world of social media changes by the like by the month. Ultimately, I mean, probably by the day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's where like the the focus of those. So what doesn't change for us is our strategy, and that's yeah. to inform, engage, and encourage. Yeah. But the methods of that change for every single platform. Yep. Um, what works on Snapchat is probably not going to work in the same language as what's going to work on Twitter and stuff. So that's one of the things I love doing in um, in my communications coaching is actually working through how to build a social media communications plan and actually yep. understand the why, understand um, what platforms work for you, what, what's going to work for your audience and stuff, and how do you actually develop a weekly rhythm for yourself because it's a, you're building a ministry, whether you realize it or not. You're not, you're not just signing up for an account. Yeah. And so to do that in a sustainable way is critical and stuff. So there's there's tools you can use and ways you can do that, but it, there's got to be a heart behind what at the end of the day what you want to be able to do with these platforms. It's not a it's not a like it's not just something to add and feel burdened by. Mm. Like oh, what's this going to cost me with my budget? What's this going to cost me with time? If that's where your heart's at, if that's what you're thinking, then don't go in there. Like just don't don't start a Facebook or a Twitter or, or Snapchat or anything like that. Just yeah. if if your heart's behind the cost, but if it's about the opportunity, then there's potential for you to, to use these in powerful ways. Yeah, that's great. Phil, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, been great to listen to you. And uh, you can find Phil's blog in the show notes. And there's also Phil does some personalized coaching, which he kind of alluded to there. Uh, you can find the link there too. I'd highly recommend that you check that out you can spend some one-on-one time with phil and he can personalize some coaching around your needs so i'm um, phil i'm really really grateful for your time today thanks so much for coming hey, on thanks so much steve appreciate it cheers